Welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and with me today is a special co-host, Kate, from Kate's Books Blog. Hi, Kate. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Oh my god, you guys, I'm so excited because we are reading Twisted Hate by Anna Huang, and I have had my eye on Anna for a long time. I've been like meaning to get to the book, but as you guys know, dear listeners, we read kind of in seasons, so I don't always get to read the books I want to at the time, but when this book came up as an option, I was like, yes, that's the one, let's do it. So had you read Anna before? Like, what's your what's your background? So yeah, so I had read her first two books before reading this one. Um, I read them because of TikTok, so I was really excited to dive into this one. Yeah, she has a great TikTok. She does a really good job of marketing her books. She really does. What are your favorite genres to review? Like, what's your what's your main catnip? So, romance, obviously. Yes. And then fantasy, I absolutely adore. Uh, as well as, in general, anything YA mm-hmm. and sci-fi, too. Those are probably the ones I gravitate towards the most. Yay. That sounds exactly like me. I love all those things, too. What was your, like, when you went into this book, knowing that it was going to be kind of like an enemies to lovers, kind of, you know, maybe a bantery, maybe something slightly on the darker side. Like, what was your, before you read it, impression? So I was excited for the banter, definitely. I feel like this couple had been hyped up in the first two books. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to see just where this book would go because I had read the first two books. I had gotten used to how they were portrayed in that. And I really wanted to see how we were going to make them a couple and how they were going to get together and what that was going to be. Okay, I'm really excited that you read the first two books first because I didn't. I read this one because you guys can read this as a standalone. I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. And in fact, like I will say before we get too deep into it, she did a really good job of giving me enough information about previous books, but not so much that if I had read them, I'd be like, oh my God, I already know all this. Like it was enough to kind of like tantalize me like, ooh, that's interesting. Maybe I should go back and read those, but not so much that I was like, okay, I don't care about that. I want to read this book. Yeah. I feel like as reading it, having read all the others, I loved that there was like a little bit of like Easter eggs on the previous ones. Like there was stuff where I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I know that. I know what's happening there. And so that made me really excited. And I love that it kind of continues some arcs that were introduced in previous books, but it doesn't feel like you probably not having read them wouldn't really notice. Mm -hmm. It would just be something that was organic and true to this book. Yeah. Also, you guys, I will say this is a long book. This book was like 512 pages, I think. So this is not a book for the faint part. It was not a quick read. This book was juicy. And uh, I think it's time to get into it. You ready to go? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's get this pop in. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, so before we get too far into it, what did you think of the cover art? Okay, so I am not. So there's the two different covers. There's okay. the street cover and the uh, like standard cover. I'm not yeah. really that much of a fan of people on covers. Okay. So with the standard cover, I thought it was like fine. I was here for yeah. it, but I liked the discreet cover a little bit more. Okay. Why don't you like people on covers just out of curiosity? I don't know. It just they stare at me when I read. It's <laughs> so it's the eyes for me. So I like people, but a lot of times I like it if they're like looking to the side or maybe their whole like yeah. upper half of their face is cut off or you only see them from behind. 
I think if they're staring me dead in the eyes, it's how I feel when musicians are playing. Cause you know, there's always like that person like with the guitar serenading at a fireplace. If that person makes eye contact with me, I'm like, that's all the vomit. That's a hard, that's a hard pass for me. I don't want to be stared at. So I totally can understand that. And, and I have to say that the person who, I was going to say actor, but the model on the cover of the, like the, the font and the colors of the font, like, oh, I feel that like Emmys to lovers vibe. Mm-hmm. The picture, I'm kind of just like, oh, it's just like a generic good looking person with no shirt on. But I didn't feel any of that like. I didn't, first of all, I didn't get any plot out of it. Like, I don't know he's a doctor. I don't know she's a lawyer. I don't know anything about the book. But also, like, I didn't get that sense of him being, like, that cocky, charismatic, like, like, I didn't get any of that from the cover. So I agree with you. I thought the discreet cover, the design was lovely. And I wish that the one with the person was, like, a little bit either, like, steamier and more aggressive or a little bit more cocky and, like, charming. Oh, yeah. I I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would have been fun. Okay. So to catch you guys up in case you have not read this book yet, you uh, obviously should. This is book number three of the twisted series. So like we said, you do not have to read books one and two cause they do stand alone, but you can cause the same character and like friend group is featured throughout. I am going to review books one and two because I'm reading them already on my Patreon because you guys know I have no self-control. This is Enemies to Lovers, Contemporary Romance, Best Friend's Brother is one of the tropes. And basically the plot of the book is that Josh Chen is a doctor and in his residency, no time. Jules Ambrose is a third year law student studying for her bar exam, also no time. And his sister is her best friend. So they've known each other for years, always hated each other, always just like snarking at each other and like cutting each other down and just like having the most fun hating the other person. And then through a series of, you know, events, they end up working at the same place and uh, for a bit and decide to call a truce and that they should just have sex together because they don't have time to go look for anyone else. And that's kind of how it all starts. I thought the setup of this book, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little slower than I thought it would be just because it's enemies to lovers. But I thought the setup was good. And I I really feel like the the like writing style and her flow really worked for me. And the ban I love, I'm a sucker for banter. Same. So the banter really worked for me. The banter was top tier. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, and I liked that the banter shifted from like, oh, you're so obsessed with yourself. Like, why don't you go look in the mirror? You're so vain to the, like, I liked that it went from like that fun, like, I hate you banter it straight into dirty talk banter. Because sometimes I feel like characters who banter a lot and then when they're having sex, there's no talking or like wittiness. And I'm like, yeah, but that's their dynamic. They should still be like, and I liked that once they started having sex, Jules wasn't immediately like, oh, I miss submissive. Let me just lay on the floor and just like do whatever you want. She was basically like, make me. You want me to do that? You better make me. And he was like, oh, I'm going to make you, girl. And she was like, fine, then do it. Why don't you be about it? And he's like, are you sure you want to unleash the beast? And she's like, I don't think there's a beast. Like, I, that was the best that she just kept like giving it back until he like literally forced her to stop talking through like sheer unableness to either speak because they're you know it was good 
I liked that part. I really loved the banter between them. And exactly, I feel like a lot of times in books, when it comes down to like the spicy scenes, they'll just forget Mm -hmm. about the dynamic of like the characters constantly bantering and bickering. They'll just forget about that in those scenes, but they're so Mm -hmm. fun to read about in those scenes. Yes. So I'm so glad this book kind of kept it through no matter what. Yes, because I will say there were some parts where I was like, okay, like this part could be sped up for me or whatever, because it's a long book. But like, then you have lines like, uh, Joss saying after, you know, he's like banging the life away and he's like, good girl, keep those screams in red. I'm the only person who gets to hear how much you love my cock and that tight little cunt. And I was like, yes, Josh, you tell her, you tell her, you praise that girl and you tell her. And I was, I was here for the dirty talk. I would say five, five out of five stars for the dirty talk for me. Oh yeah, definitely. It was just so good. Yes. Like what was your thought about her backstory? Cause I was reading through a lot of reviews and there were some mixed reviews on on her, because I guess in the first two books, maybe you don't learn very much about her backstory. Yeah. And so this was the first time you're getting to know about her childhood. What, what were your thoughts about that? So I think it definitely did come as a surprise to me because during the first two books, you really don't learn much about her. You just know her as um, Ava's friend and you just see her as kind of like this party girl kind of. And mm-hmm. so you don't really know that much about what she's gone through, what her life has been like. So when they were revealing all of that stuff in the book, I was definitely very surprised. It kind of seemed at first to come out of left field, but I liked how it eventually like was integrated with the plot. I liked how they ended up using that backstory. Yeah. It just definitely surprised me at first. So like I... It's- it's funny because like coming from having not read the other books, like for me, it wasn't a surprise because I was like, okay, cool. That's her backstory. Like no big deal. And like, I, I, I read a bunch of people who were mad that, so one of her backstory plot points is that her mom kicks her out at 17 because her stepdad um, is like in her room coming on to her, tr- trying to basically like, like force her and also like shame her into like going along with his coercion. So that he can like fool around with her and have sex with her. And, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. The mom comes home and the mom blames it on her. And a bunch of people were like, that's so unrealistic. And I was like, it's, it's not though. Like that happens all the time. And she talks about like at 13, when she started to uh, go through puberty, how everyone would be looking at her and her mom would get jealous and be mean to her. And I feel like that's a weird reason to not like a book since that is like things that happen to real people. And it's a perfectly, I feel like applicable backstory for a character. Yeah. You know, I feel like that it's a very realistic thing that can happen and it's very Mm -hmm. unfortunate that that's a thing that happens, but it can. And I think they established it well enough in the book that they let you know the dynamic between her and her mother that when all that's revealed, like it made sense for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's horrible, but it made sense. So I don't think like for me, that didn't bother me at all. Like that yeah. didn't bother me when I was reading. It was upsetting yeah. because that was a horrible thing to happen, but it made sense for the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And it made sense to me why she would get caught up with Max. Like she's now homeless. She's 17. She doesn't have anywhere to go. She has no other family. And he's like charming and slightly older. And he's like, oh, well, I'll help you. Like and we're, all we have to do is just like rob a couple of people's houses. Like that makes that's like a very classic path into into yeah. felonies, basically. I one thing I didn't like about the Max. So Max is is 
was her boyfriend, but also like a piece of shit. And they would rob houses together and steal stuff together. And also he like coerced her into having sex with this dude on camera so he could steal stuff from the guy. And she like went along with it, was definitely not into it, but also like, again, like didn't really have any other options and was like, well, he's my boyfriend. Like he's going to take care of me and protect me and whatever. And then he comes back later, you know, in the actual timeline of this book where we are now and he's blackmailing her. One thing I I thought was weird was like, I thought he was going to be blackmailing her because he saw her in a picture and her best friend is a queen now and she's going to be a super rich lawyer. So I thought he was going to be blackmailing her for money, which made sense to me. The fact that he's blackmailing her for like a random piece of art that no one knows is worth any money, I thought was a little strange, but, and also like she was under eight and like, cause she's a lawyer. So like this part didn't make sense to me. She was underage when the video was taken. So for me as like a lawyer, like someone who's been studying the law, like it kind of didn't make sense to me that she was like, oh, I can get this shit taken down because I was a minor. Like I can, I can like call the cops on you and they're going to seize all your stuff and put you in jail for pedophilia. Like uh, that didn't make sense to me that she, I don't know. What did you think about that? I felt like there were so many solutions where she could have like framed him for stealing the photo. Like there were just so many solutions that I feel like she chose the stupidest possible path for such a smart character all the way through. I was like, this is the yours is like this is the dumbest rocks decision that you made right now. This is just silly. No, I completely agree. There were so many, but I feel like a lot of times when I'm reading like certain books, like I have to like there has to be that suspension that suspension. Sure, sure. Because like there were so yeah. many things with that. I'm just like, just go to the police. Just, like, just go to the police. <laughs> like, just, you know. There, there are so many illegal things he's doing. Talk right to now. Alec. Like, and also <laughs> Yeah. Like Alex is dating. So I didn't read the previous books, but based on like what I learned in this book, like Alex is a scary, bad motherfucker who possibly she thinks kills people. Yeah. And so my natural inclination is like, oh my God, I'm going to talk to Alex and I'm going to ask him not to tell Anna. Cause I'm ashamed in my past, but she doesn't, it seems like she doesn't give a fuck what Alex thinks anyways. So for me, it made sense that she would have gone to Alex and been like, look, this dude came back. I'm a little scared. He has a sex tape of me. Like, what how, What do I do? And Alex being like, I'm going to go break that fool's kneecaps for you because you're my my future wife's best friend. Like, I, I just felt like, I agree with you. Suspension of disbelief, disbelief is everything for me. It's a little harder and contemporary for me than it is in any other genre. Yeah. And it sounds like books one and two had some crazy shit going on with like her dad trying to drown her. Like there were some glimpses of things that sounded insane. So like clearly this series has like some heightened family dynamics and stuff. Yeah. And like Josh and Alex's friendship. Cause like Alex was trying to see if his dad killed his mom, but then he did it, but then he lied to him. But then Josh was like, you know, like, so there was a lot of crazy stuff going on, yep. but also I was like, you are a brilliant future lawyer. I feel like you could have, I don't know. Maybe it's because they wanted to add Christian in so that because Christian sell her the next book. So yeah. maybe that was the only reason she went to Christian is because she wanted to like link them together, like him into the group, I guess. But I was like, girl, you could have you could have fixed this. You could have fixed Yeah, I didn't problems. see that they, where they were like trying to set up book four, but like Alex is right there. Alex is right there. <laughs> Alex, is, right Alex there. is my favorite character in this series. 
I love him uh-huh. so much. Like he is right there. He could have helped. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's pretty much a psychopath. Like he he would have done anything. <laughs> exactly. He's a billionaire with no morals. Like that's who you want on your side. Exactly. You, which is which is evident because when Josh basically kidnaps Max later in the book when he finds out that Max shoves um, her and like bangs her head and she goes to the ER. He kidnaps Max and takes him to one of Alex's safe houses with Alex. And then he like beats him to a pulp and almost murders him on accident because he's like in a rage. And Alex is like, do you really want to kill him? Because you better stop now if you don't. Like not worried at all. Like you can kill him if you want, but I don't think you want to. Like, obviously, Alex is the one to go to. Clearly, like, he's fine with it. He's like, Tug's cool. He's like, yeah, I'll kill this dude. You want me to kill him or leave him alive? Alive? Okay, fine. Whatever you want. (laughs) I also just love that scene (laughs) with Josh and Alex where that was was so entertaining for me. I really, Mm -hmm. I am an Alex stan first and foremost. Yeah. Like, he does horrible things, but listen, I love him. But yeah, she really could have gone to him. Like, I would yeah. rather, if I was in her situation, I would rather owe Alex a favor, who mm-hmm. like at least like devil you know type thing, rather than- And also, and also is like desperately in love with your best friend. So you know yeah. what he's going to ask you is probably not going to be so bad that like his be- your best friend isn't going to hate him. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to yeah. lose that. So he's probably, yeah, I agree. Devil you know, 100%. Exactly. Always the devil you know. Okay. So aside from that, I also liked the Alex. So one of the big storylines for John, he had two sort of big storylines aside from what he had going with her, which was that he his dad was in jail for trying to murder his sister and he had been sending him letters and stuff and he had never opened the letters, but he had them and he felt guilty that he never threw them away. And like, so him kind of, confronting his dad and coming to closure with that. And then also forgiving Alex for lying to him for eight years during their friendship while Alex was trying to figure out if Josh's dad and Ava's dad killed his family. And I, I actually thought both of those storylines were done with like a lot of, they were like some of my favorite parts of the book where like he's slowly realizing that Alex he misses him and that it's really not worth hating him. Like, what's the point? He's going to marry his sister. They're going to be in each other's lives. And also that he just misses him and misses his like weird, you know, sort of, what did you think about those two arcs? I I really love those plot lines. So those like kind of are continuations from book one, which I think might be my favorite book in the series. It's it's hard to say, but Mm -hmm. um, I do love Alex, so it probably is. Mm-hmm. But I love those continuations because when I had finished book one, I was kind of curious about those things. And I wanted to know more about how that would all wrap up. So I loved that we had the chance to really explore them in depth and like see his perspective on all of that mm-hmm. and give it the like attention it deserved. I like that Jules was also the one who kind of pushed him to realize. So like a lot of times what's happening in the character's life is sort of separate from the romance. And I like that she was the one who's like, yeah, but is it worth it? Like, yeah, but don't you miss him? And can't you for, you know, can't you forgive him? Like Ava forgave him. I really love that. It shows kind of like how they both like make each other better people and they push each Mm -hmm. other to, uh, to heal over horrible things that happened and to make things right after that. And they kind of, I love how they just show that they make each other better by being together mm-hmm. and by having each other in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did the same for her with like her mom and making her realize like, it's not about you, like her not loving you in the way that you needed, not about you. Like that was on your mom. 
again, I do wish he had, you know, trusted him. Cause I, I feel like at that point they had gone through so much. Like, I almost feel like I wish this book had left off the, like the classic, like ninth hour. Oh, we broke up and get back together. I almost wish that they had, she had sort of subverted that and realized like they were enemies at first. So this whole book was about them learning to love each other. So we almost, I almost didn't need that because there's so much drama in this book. I wish she had finally like gotten to the point where she just was like, he asked, you know, Max asked uh, Jules to steal the painting. And instead of like lying and, and doing all this other stuff, she had gone to Josh and then they had concocted a plan together and then he was in on it like the whole time because I feel like for me, that would have felt more satisfying that she trusted him than her like realizing later, oh, whoops, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, I feel like this book, it didn't need like that third act breakup. Yeah. It really, I love that idea of like her, if she trusted him and they worked on a plan together, that would have been, it would have shown so much character development. And and they could have gone to Alex together, which shows Alex that Josh yes. forgives him. Yeah. Oh, that sure. would have been so good. I, I now yeah. really wish that's what, what that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's always after that. I mean, I'm not writing the book, but it's always after the fact that I'm like, or <laughs> what yeah. could have happened in my heart of hearts? Um, also, I think it could have avoided the scene, which made me like want to punch Josh right in the nuts, which was, so <clears throat> she basically goes through this whole deception, steals the painting from him, pretends there was a break, break in goes to this guy who owns the building she lives in who's like a security expert so that he can help her delete all the digital footprint of this video and then she goes to max confronts him like they wipe all the stuff and then she realizes like oh like i shouldn't lie about this i could get away with this he'll never know but i don't want to start the foundation of our relationship like this is actually important i'm gonna go tell him so she goes and tells him and he reacts so badly yeah, I hate that scene so much. He reacts so badly, and he literally, and it makes a little bit of sense because he's been betrayed by, like, his dad and his best friend and now her, so it's, like, kind of the trifecta, and he's like, but he basically, like, they have a big degradation kink anyways and a lot of, like, hate sex anyways, so he basically, like, shifts into sex mode, and she can tell he's angry but is like okay like maybe he just needs to like like they've used each other for sex for like solace for getting out emotions for working through anger so like they've they've done that a lot in the book so she was like okay maybe that's what this is and then at the end he's like all you ever were worth is your body and how you could take this cock like get the fuck out basically i paraphrase it and so she's obviously devastated soup's rude yeah. And Alex, Alex, like the man of no emotions is like, well, she was worried how you'd react about her past, which is why she didn't tell you. And how did you react? And he's like, oh, terribly, like worse than she could have imagined. Yeah. And right before her bar exam, all this shit is happening. Like he breaks up with her and like breaks her heart. And then Max accosts her and gives her a mild concussion. And she still passes that bar exam like a bad bitch, which I was happy about. That was the biggest suspension of disbelief for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> she can Probably. deal with all of that and still do great on the bar exam. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's so smart, and yet she couldn't figure out a better strategy to get rid of right. that video. <laughs> I'm not 
wonder why I spent most of the third act stressing for her about that. I know. I was like, I know. I was like, this is a really bad timing for all this stuff to be happening. I was like, can we schedule this for like- Reschedule it. Schedule this. It's just really not good timing. <laughs> it's really bad timing. Oh my God. That's so funny. I thought the same. I was like, I am so stressed out. This bar exam. This is why I didn't take, didn't want to be a lawyer. I was like, I don't want this stress yeah. out. I want to talk about romance novels. I don't want to be a lawyer. How yeah. Yep. That How gosh. I did too stressed about like normal exams. I couldn't imagine like having to do like a bar exam or anything like that. Like, no, that just would not happen. So I... I'm the opposite. I actually, I, I did, I have a lot of lawyers in my like aunts and uncles and stuff. So I did briefly think about it. I took a pre LSAT test. I was like, this is not so bad. Like I love, I am fine with taking tests, but I also was like, Ooh, three more years of school and all that debt. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. You think so you, you, the, you have the lawyer uh, background. I have the medical background because I went to like okay. a medical uh, intensive, like camp thing when I was in high school. Oh, that was okay. like a med school type thing. Um, cool. And that's when I learned I really did not want to be a doctor. <laughs> what was it? What was it that tipped you off? Uh, oh, I don't even know. I think I was just so bored. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just so bored. And I was like, I could be doing more interesting things right now. And like, I also, yeah. I don't want to stress out about like taking the MCAT, trying to get yeah. into med school, yeah. worrying about yeah. all of that. I was like, I don't need that in my life. So I have a friend who's doing that now and I'm letting him yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. Be yeah. One of my best friends from college is a doctor and she's a wonderful and she's incredibly smart and driven. But also I was like, how many more years? Okay, so then after I go to medical school, I'm like a resident now for multiple years before I'm even the doctor yeah. officially. And then if I have a specialty, that's more years. And I was like, ooh, that sounds like being a doctor is my whole life. And I don't think I want that to be my whole life. I don't think yeah. So. I'm like, I'm a big fan of having a work-life balance, like where I can read yeah. my books and stuff like that. And you can't yeah. do that if you want to be a doctor. So I was just like, I'm just going to go for math and computer science. That's easier. Yes. Hey, computer science. <laughs> the only time you, you pick- look at math and computer science and you're like, that's easy. That's easy. Yes. Also you get paid well. So that's exciting too. Yeah, exactly. That that's the real reason. Yeah, exactly. Buy all these books. How is he buying all these books? You <laughs> gotta make them somehow. Exactly. Okay. The, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a few more plot points and our ratings for all of the characters. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. Oh, one thing I wanted to say before we get into our ratings is that Stella is the next book, and I feel like I don't know anything about Stella. Aside from that, she's an influencer, and she's roommates with Jules. Do we learn more about her in books, too? No, I've read all three books, and I'm kind of with you there. (laughs) Okay. Because I was like, I expect, I like, 
knowing she's the next book, like there were a couple quick moments with Christian, but I feel like I got to know Christian better in those moments. And cause she's like, like you could tell she's a little hesitant. She's a little like, she sees his interest and she's a little guarded and you're like, okay, like I see that something's going to go on there. But considering that she's Jules's roommate, so theoretically should be in this book a fair amount. She's really not in this book at all. No. Like she's frequently like not at home because she's at an event or she's at work. Like there's very few scenes of her and Jules interacting. And I, I just for wanting to read the next book, like I wish I had gotten a little glimmer of like who she is, but yeah, I, feel I was like just curious. Friend group. She's the least developed because with each book, I felt like I had an idea. Like in the first book, I knew everything about like the next book what was going to happen in the next book I knew what to expect I didn't know all the details but I knew like the basics and Mm -hmm. then you get to know Jules really well uh you obviously don't know like her backstory and there's a lot of stuff that definitely is surprising for when you're reading the third book but you still get to know like who she is Mm -hmm. I feel like Stella I I don't about her yeah yeah I was like okay cool she's like an influencer and works at a fashion magazine cool okay yeah Okay, so let's start our ratings with, uh, let's start with Jules. Let's start with our fair heroine. We do Peach Booties, one out of five. How would you rate Jules in this book? Oh, okay. So we got to take some points off for her decision making in the last act. Silliness, yeah. Full full star, it's gone. (laughs) Full star is gone for that. Yeah. (laughs) I really do like her as a character. I I would give her like three and a half, four stars. Okay. I, I really liked her, but that decision making towards the end, yeah, really, brutal. really hurt me. Yeah, I gave her a four. Also, I said I took a full star off for her not working with Josh to fuck over Max. Otherwise, love the snark, love the drive, the ambition to be a lawyer, and I like that she wanted security because she had insecurity in money her whole life. So she knew it's important to me to have security and money and, and enough that I don't have to worry about that. And I like that she owned it. And when people were like, Oh, you want to be a lawyer? Cause you make money. And she was like, yeah, I do. Cause I want to have money and that's important to me. And I think that that was great. I thought that was a good like show of her character and that she would like stand up for herself. I also liked like love the dedication of the friends and the friend group and how tight they are. And, like, her talking about how much she, like, misses them all being together and, like, loves them and is happy that they're in love and stuff like that. But, yeah, full star off. Just, like, dumbest decision making. I almost took two stars off, but I was, like, I'll just take one. I was I was tempted, too. I was <laughs> hovering between that three yeah. and four. <laughs> okay, well, what about Josh? And we okay. use eggplants for the, the male MCs. <laughs> he also deserves, like, a full yeah. point off. Uh, for how he acted in the end. Yes. I'm sorry, but both of them in the end, I just got so angry. But I yes. really loved his entire, I loved his relationship with Jules, but I loved his character development with his family yes. and with Alex. I loved all of that so much. And maybe yeah. just because he is tangentially related to Alex that I want to give him, like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving him four stars. Okay. <laughs> so I respect yeah, that. Four for him. I I said Josh knows to how to give it to her. Very important. Got to know how to give it to her. The dirty talk off the charts, banter off the charts. I did not like that he Kelsey fucked her and then kicked her out. However, to balance out, I was gonna, I took two stars off for that. But I added a star back because he had a bomb-ass vacation planned in New Zealand for his week off work. And he traded in his ticket to go to Ohio. 
saw that right there to see her and yeah. go to her mom's funeral. So that was a big add point for him because that was a huge sacrifice of like something that he had been planning as a character. Like we were reading of him planning and talking about it and being excited about it. He's an adrenaline junkie. It was like top his second destination on his list of destinations. He ever wants to visit in his whole life. And he was like, mm, my girl is sad and I want to be with her. And he, she wasn't even really his girl yet. And he still was like, yeah. Hey, it's more, it's more important that I be here for her, even though they weren't even like boyfriend and girlfriend or, or fully in a relationship yet. So that was a big ad. So he, he made it to four, but he did lose two points <laughs> for kicking her out. But I added one back. So yeah, no, I, I was under the same boat where he lost a lot of points for that ending. But my thing that made me add one back for him okay. was uh, him almost killing Max. Him what? Him almost killing Max. And oh yes, that, was that entire scene just that morally gray moment. Uh, I love a morally gray moment in real but, life. You know, my favorite is though is in real life not a turn on. If my husband went and like beat some dude to a pulp, I'd be like, "You need anger management." What the fuck are you doing? Are you insane? I'd be like, "What's wrong? You're gonna go to prison, and our kids are gonna visit you in prison." And I'd be so mad. I'd be like, "Get your emotions under control." A two year old can calm down faster than you. But, like, in a book, I'm like, yeah, kill that motherfucker. Throw him in the river. I don't care. <laughs> like, chop him I'm up in pieces. Most, I am the most socially anxious person. I cannot handle a telephone call. But, like, I'm in love with these characters that are, like, murdering people. And, like, yes. I'm, I'm just here for it. I'm totally <laughs> – I support them 100%. In real life, though, I would need a golden retriever of a partner. Like, that is – Yes. Yes. That's yeah, what I, I want, yeah. I <laughs> handle a morally great person. <laughs> that's so good a golden retriever of a person i love that i forgot to tell you this in advance i'll just tell you mine if you think of one off the cuff feel free to do it we always say who's our mcdreamy to mcsteamy and i said he was a mcdoctor who wants you to beg for it <laughs> oh because he did want her to beg he was like you're gonna beg for this dick and she was like no i'm not and he's like you're gonna beg and he's like no i'm not and he's like mm, i'm gonna force you to beg and she's like make me beg then oh love that so good I don't even Such know good. for that. That, oh my God, that's so perfect. What you're- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will, you know what? I will read you because this is just such a good scene. Let's see. He says to her, let's make another bet, Red. This is the first time they have sex. I bet if I bent you over and yanked up that little skirt of yours, I'd find you soaking for me. And I bet I could have you begging for my cock for me to make you come so hard you see fucking stars before the night is over. And then she says something sassy. And then he says, get on your hands and knees. My skin pebbled with goosebumps at Josh's rough command. But instead of obeying, I lifted my chin in defiance. Make me. I was like, oh, he gonna make you, girl. Oh, he gonna make you, girl. I was excited. I liked it. it was, it's so good. Just <laughs> So classy to nasty. This book definitely was in the nasty sex variety. Hate sex, praise kinks, degradation kinks, rough sex. Definitely a lot of like rough throat fucking and like, sort of like uh, like forcing someone to submit, I guess you could call it. She wasn't a submissive. He wasn't a dom, but definitely had that like primal uh, er, like thing behind it. Mm-hmm. Did you have any favorite lines in the book? Oh, I don't know. Um, I literally, I have all of my highlights with me. Okay. See, I'm just, I'm a savvy person, but oh, <laughs> the first thing I see that I highlighted is just the who did this to you. Uh-huh. just the fact that there was the who did this to you trope uh yep. that's just amazing always good but i don't know if there's any specific lines that stuck out 
to me. Oh, you know what else I like? That he was a doctor and she was having terrible period cramps. And he got some lavender oil and that man massaged her belly till her cramps went away. And she fell into a blissful sleep. And I was like, I I mean, you're going to have cramps every month for the rest of your life. So I'm just saying that's putting him in the top tier of people you want to be with. If you have bad period cramps, like you should lock that down. He can make you orgasm and he could calm, soothe your period cramps. Like that feels like a win right there. I think I just found a quote and I think this shows uh, how much I just love the morally gray aspect where uh, he's saying, let another man touch you, Jules, and you'll find out just how easily I can take a man's life as I can save one. Yes. 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 So good. So good. I also feel like I liked that to other people in the outside world, he's like so charming and like smiles at the nurses and he's like professional, but also like kind and flirtatious and fun. And he's like the life of the party. But with her, he's like able to like remove the mask of who he is. And I always like when the character is, is, can be like who they are underneath all of like the civility with their partner. Yeah. So like when he has sex with like some random girl at a bar, he's probably not going to like throw her on the floor and, you know, fuck her until she's screaming. And then like smooth her hair and tell her she's a good girl. He's probably not, he's probably not going to do that because that sex might scare away some strange lady from a bar. But with, you know, with Jules, I like that because they already didn't like each other. Both of them were able to like remove like who they thought they should be in those situations and just like demand what they wanted. And I agree that scene was another one where he was like, like he wouldn't have said that to his sister or around other people, but with her, he could be like, no bitch, like I'll kill somebody if you let them touch you. I love that. There's no masks, no pretending with them. And it's just so great. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find if I have another one. I already said a couple, but. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, also, this is just like a random one, but they're out in public and he like leans over and he says to her, God, I want to fuck you so bad right now. And I was, I love that. I love when it's like just in your ear and you're somewhere out in public and someone like, like, just like, it's just like makes you sizzle. Even if you don't yeah. do anything about it later, it doesn't even matter. It's the sizzle. And you're like, Ooh, okay. Like <laughs> maybe we will later. I don't know. Okay. What did you think about what are your thoughts in general about like the degradation king? Cause there was definitely like a lot of her like tears, mascara running down her cheeks as she's, you know, deep throating him. And yeah, it's not something I usually read. It's not like something I'll usually gravitate towards, but I thought it was like, I thought it was like done well in this book where like, even though it's not something yeah. I normally will like read and pick up, I like still was enjoying reading all of the sex scenes in this book. Yeah. Yeah. I think paired with the praise King. Yeah. I think it worked really well because there's nothing better than like someone saying like, Ooh, in a book saying like, you're such a little slut. Look how you take me. And then being like, you did so good. And you're like, thank you. (laughs) So uh, I thought it was done well. I thought, I mean, in general, like, again, this is a book in a book. I think this is dope as hell in real life. Would I want that in my personal life? No, I prefer not to be crying during my sex, but like to each his own. And if that's for you, then this book is also for you because there was a lot of it. And I thought it was written very well. Yeah. Very steamy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you my favorite review just because I thought it was so funny the way she, t- she talked about the plot. So this is from Goodreads. This is, um, it's a little heart and then 
to Naz and a little heart. She gave it 3.66 stars, which I think is fucking hysterical. And she says, the plot, Josh and Jules hate each other. Josh and Jules decide they want to fuck. <laughs> that was the whole plot she put. I thought that was so funny. I mean, she agreed with us. Josh, dirty talking, you know, just has that nice D that gets you there. Jules, sassy queen. And I agree. But that that plot was too funny. Oh, that, that's amazing. Yeah. It's accurate. They decide they want to it's accurate. It's basically what happens. They hate each other and they're like, you know what? We're busy though. So what if we just fuck each other? <laughs> so good. So perfect. Do you have any final closing thoughts about the book? I don't know. I just I really I really liked it. I love the characters. And I'm really excited for book four now. Like yes. I don't know anything about Stella as we've established. I don't know anything about Stella. I know nothing about her, but like she has 400,000 Instagram followers. That was one of the thousands of books. I know that. And that, that you know what? I'm excited to see where it goes. Because this book, I knew so much about them going into it that I was yes. like, I could have predicted stuff and it still managed to surprise me. So I'm really excited right. what happens when I have no idea what's going to happen. That's a good point. What would you give this book out of five stars as a final rating? Ooh, I think I would give it... Three and a half to four stars. I'm debate. I like maybe four stars, probably. Okay. I was so I was on the fence. I would say like the first seventy percent of the book. I would say four stars, solidly. The last thirty percent, I really did not like that last act, like break up one more time, and her making her stupid. Like all the points off I gave this book were in the that like not even the last thirty percent. It was in that like ten percent of the book. Where everyone's just doing stupid stuff. And then after that, it resolved fine, uh, fine for me at the end. I thought the scene where they like tell his sister and Alex was pretty funny. Um, like, so that stuff worked. It was oh, just yeah. like that. So I, I'm on the fence between the three and the four. It's like, I want to read, I would definitely say like the writing was good. It intrigued me enough that I immediately was like, well, I'm going to read book one now because I want to know about Ava and Alex and all the drama from all their parents and people getting yes. murdered and like, what's happening? But also, again, that part really made me mad. So if we did have stars, I'd do three and a half, but we don't. So I'm going to give it a three. But I do feel like book number one will be a four star, just based on the fact that I already like the writing style and I'm interested in in kind of like what the plot is. Yeah, book number one was a solid four stars for me. Like it was, I, I really enjoyed book number one. That I think that one might be my favorite and this one's my second favorite. Okay. Well, book number four comes out June 30th. I just Googled it because I was curious. I'm excited. I'll have to read those two before June 30th so that I can get in as soon as that one comes out. It is on Kindle Unlimited. If you guys want to check it out, you can check it out on Kindle Unlimited. If you don't have it yet, you can go to the link in the description of whatever podcasting app you're listening to uh, and get 30 days free from yours truly and check it out. And then you can read this book and it's very long, but I would say, you know, it's 500 pages. So you can read it in a day or a couple of days, depending yeah. on, or a couple of weeks, depending on how fast you read, but certainly within 30 days. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having me again. This was, I just love talking about this book with you. It was so fun. Yay. And also save social anxiety, but you crushed this interview. So Thanks. Yeah. Kudos to you. (laughs) All right, dear listeners, until next time, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Bye for now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. 
you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.